Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to the Sports Reverence Podcast. My name's Dan. My name's Drew. We're not experts, but we are... The Sports Reverence. All right. All right. All right. Let's get into it today. I just wanted to mention about all these career highs happening in the NBA. We got Luka Doncic. He hit 42 points. This last uh, this last couple weeks, he hit him 42 on the Suns. He's had 18 rebounds on the Pelicans. He's had 15 assists with the Cavs this year. He's had three career highs for himself this year. Pretty good. Lillard dropped 60. He dropped 60 this year. Of course, we saw Harden a couple nights ago dropped 60 in three quarters. But my favorite career high goes out to my man, Dion Waiters. <laughs> Picking up that 10-game suspension, eating those gummy bears. Made his, finally made his uh, first return back for the Heat. And, of course, he played zero minutes because, you know, the Heat are playing pretty good now. I wouldn't mess up that chemistry. Still waiting on waiters. Still waiting on waiters. All right, Drew. We come today. And I started off excited, but I'm, I'm masking my pain right now. It was a bad day for you. Thursday night's been a bad night. Starts with hockey. Winnipeg Jets lose to the Dallas Stars in overtime. Are you kidding me? The Raptors lose their second in a row to James Harden. Oh, well, it's actually Russell Westbrook tonight and the rest of the Rockets. And the Cowboys. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy on those Cowboys. We're still number one in our division. Yeah. That means we bad. That means Jason Garrett gets to keep his job another week. And that might be the downfall of our season. Cowboys might be the most talented roster. Yeah. I'm talking depth. I'm talking starters. But yet, we... Following the lead of Jason Garrett, have dropped so many games, played so terrible, and I'm just sick of it. I'm dying. Drew, just take a minute here. Give me your assessment on what's going on with the Cowboys, NFC, East. Well, I need to compose myself. Well, you have to look at their... They've had a tough schedule, um, just if you want to feel better about it. No. Their losses are, they have two bad losses I, I, as I look at it. Tonight, obviously a bad loss, and to the Jets was a bad loss. But the rest, you're looking at, you're looking at playoff teams. Um, but you have to beat playoff teams to be a playoff team. And uh, the NFC East in general is just a terrible, terrible division. But... Uh, but the return a... of Eli Manning is happening mm-hmm. this Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And the Giants got to pick up a big win. Uh, I think that's the only way Cowboys are going to make it through here is if the Eagles just keep losing. So well, go Eli. If you, if you lose to the Dolphins, you can lose to anybody. That's true. Although, come on, give some respect to Fitzmagic and the boys. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's been good for my fantasy team. I picked up Devontae, uh, Devontae Parker. It's been yeah. a beast. Yeah, got to give it to him. Uh, their head coach is doing pretty good too, but 
Yeah, I don't know. This NFC East is just an embarrassment. There's no there's no drive there. And I think the Cowboys, like if I'm uh, if I'm Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett's got to be fired tomorrow. Yeah. But of course not. He's going to stick around for another nine years and the Cowboys are going to stay mediocre. Well, yeah, you need to get the right coach. And I think we see that with all the top teams. They have good young head coaches or or legends, you know? So, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, they've got some coaches on their radar that if they pick up the phone, they'll get them in the offseason. Well, like football, you see it's so much of the coach and quarterback relationship. You see, it's like one of the most important yeah. pairings in sports, right? And you can no longer blame Dak for for the downfall of the Cowboys. That used to be people's go-to is that Dak wasn't a franchise quarterback, but mm-hmm. he's proven this year that he is. Uh, he's their quarterback of the future, and he's. I'm surprised uh-huh. he hasn't gotten paid yet, but that's yeah, coming. I think, yeah, I think he's definitely going to get paid. Um, I don't think he's going to set the bar on just the next man up being paid the highest. I think he's going to be probably paid around what Carson Wentz is paid, but look at the teams that have paid their quarterbacks. Is it working? Look at Carson Wentz. Look at the uh, uh, guy from Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Look at how they're, they're in the playoff hunt still, but they're still pedestrian at best. Should we pay? Should we pay him a hundred million? I don't know. Do we pay him? Yeah, you got some other pieces. You got to get paid, right? Got to pay Cooper. Got to pay Byron Jones, probably. Probably Byron Jones. One of those linebackers, Evander Esch or Smith. Yeah, Evander Esch. A couple years. Smith got paid this this year already. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's. I think the biggest problem is still Jason Garrett. Maybe the actually the biggest problem is Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones needs a coach that won't take too much limelight away from him. Yeah. Yeah, and and the coaches that I've been hearing, you know, he might struggle with that. I've heard Urban Meyer's name floating around there. And, well, that would be money. Yeah, but will will Myers. Jerry allow will Jerry allow Urban Meyer to run the show? No, he won't. Or there's the coach from Oklahoma. I keep hearing his name come up too. Speaking of the NFC East Day, eh? um, they're talking about. I heard a debate about Eli Manning and Donovan McNabb. I guess they're both going to be up for Hall of Fame ballots relatively soon. Would you say Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback? I think you gotta you gotta give it to him. How many how many quarterbacks have won two Super Bowls? Like yeah. I think you got to give it to him longevity wise. You know, he had the Iron Man streak going there. For sure. 16 uh, seasons. He's been a solid, solid quarterback for a long time. Above average, right? Yeah, above average. And, you know, he's had the benefit of playing on some really good teams with good Great. defenses. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, two Super Bowls against Patriots and. I One think of those Patriots uh, teams might have been the best team of all time. Right. Let he be. The, the year with Randy Moss. And, yeah. Yeah, I think you gotta you got to give him credit for what he's done. Um, 
been consistent. His regular uh, season record is, I believe it's 116 wins and 116 losses. So he's probably going to finish out the rest of the season with Daniel Jones being hurt. Does that affect his Hall of Fame? I think at this point in your career, uh, no. Um, I like you. You you look at Peyton Manning's last year. Yeah, he won the Super Bowl, but he was a well below yeah. average quarterback. Like you can't For take sure. the guy's last year as who he was over his career. He's thrown for yeah. over 56,000 yards in his career and 360-some touchdowns. And and Peyton, you look at the playoff success, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, Peyton Manning's body of work for his whole career is pretty amazing, but comparing to the moments, to those playoff moments, to his brother Eli, you know, Eli's pretty clutch. I'm yeah. taking Eli in, in those final moments over Peyton. Um, well, even though Peyton Manning's body of work is big, he's he has that clutch gene that I don't think Peyton has. Well, does he have the clutch gene, or does his receivers have the clutch gene? I don't know. There's that, some pretty spectacular catches that happen in those playoffs. That's true. The, the first Super Bowl, uh, I believe he had this really nice pass to Plexico Burris that wasn't like, you know, wasn't that like lucky catch in the second one, right? Yeah, David that, Tyree. Yeah, the helmet catch or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm taking Eli in the clutch over Peyton all yeah. day. But Peyton's body of work is by far better. Yeah. And Donovan no McNabb, Donovan McNabb, I think, should get into the hall as well. Like, he yeah, was a I think so too. great quarterback. You know, yeah. he got well, to the Super Bowl... Do you get to the Super Bowl twice? Uh, for sure once. Yeah. You know, he had he had the benefit of playing with some great receivers too. He had Terrell Owens there. And, yeah. But his like body of work. Double the amount well. of touchdowns to interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah, didn't have the have a, didn't have quite the longevity of some of the quarterbacks that you see. Yeah. But but still uh, twelve years. In the NFL. Great career, yeah. That's, I think, another point for Eli, too, right? He had a good... Um, that Iron Man, like you said, is that's got to be given yeah, as just, a big plus just, for him. Yeah, being able to play in the NFL every, every week is something that uh, you can't take for granted because you see even some of these younger quarterbacks, like Mahomes has already missed games this year, and, yeah. and uh, Rodgers has been hurt these last couple of years. Yeah. These guys that take the ball every every single game, and and it's something that does give you some bonus marks. It's true. It's true. Okay. Well, we both got Peyton going in. I mean, Eli going in. So, Cowboys, they are what they are. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Drew, you made a hot take beginning of this football season. I did. Tell me about your Bills hot take. Well... I know I don't think we said it on air, but we were talking, and I, maybe I was too shy uh, to take the take. But now I'm gonna I'm gonna roll it back with my Bills. I, I called them to win the AFC East at the beginning of the year, and uh, I think they're set up in a good position to do it uh, this pretty, week. Eh? This week I think is their toughest their toughest game. I think they have to win out. 
but I think this week they got uh, the right week to face the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are coming off three or four games in a row of uh, of big wins, uh, but against against teams. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, four of the last five. Yeah, no, take them out the, the Cowboys. Six. Yeah, you know, um, and Bills. Uh, I think the Ravens might come out flat this week. I think this is the week that the Bills or the the Ravens uh, maybe go off the gas a little bit. I think the Bills have a good chance to take it, and yeah, I think they're going to so, finish out on top of the AFC East. The Bills have the Ravens this week. They have Steelers, Steelers, Pats, Jets. Jets. So yeah, no, that I think it's going to come down to. Yeah, they have to win out. That's a tough schedule to win out, though, man. Steelers are playing good, even with a fourth-string quarterback. Mike Tomlin should get coach of the year, in my opinion. He's yeah. doing something incredible with backups. Uh, Patriots, there's not. you can't just count them out. They have two losses on the year. Bills, are they set up to beat the Patriots? Really? I'm not, dis- I'm not discounting what the Patriots are. But I think we're underestimating what the Bills have done. Uh, I think they have at least the top two, top three defense in the league. And Josh Allen has proven to be an above-average quarterback, I think. So you think, how far, okay, how far are the Bills going then if they win the division? <clears throat> if they From win the, the division. AFC into this picture, yeah. Um. Well, if they win their division, I think they're getting a first-round bye. Um, they'd probably be second to the to the, the Ravens. Ravens, so they'd have to win. Right now, they'd have to beat. Um, who'd they have Patriots. to beat? They'd have to beat the Patriots again. Yeah. Um, they have to win out and beat the yeah, basically win out and they become first. Yeah. Or first in their division. And, and then the they'd have to play the Patriots in the playoffs. Yes. Um, yeah, that's that would be tough. It would be in Buffalo if they got the first round by, which is yep. uh, Buffalo's a tough place to play. But uh, climate-wise, New England's used to that. Same, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's going to be a good matchup, I think. I think that's uh, not an answer. That's not an answer. I know. I I just don't think the Patriots have the offense. Um, they definitely have it on defense, but I think that's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, Patriots are on their what third kicker. Yeah, it might come down to special teams, and I think uh, I think the Bills would take it. So that's just tough, man. That's a hot take. Going against the Patriots at this point, I think the Patriots. I think you're right. That's a great point. Patriots offense is struggling big time right now, but I think they make a move still to add. They add something to their offense. How how and can they? There, there's really nothing out there. Uh, Belichick, no, it's past the point. Gronk can't come back. Oh, Gronk can't come back. No, uh, it would have had to have been done last week. They're gonna bring back AB. Uh, Belichick doesn't want him on the team. 
Apparently, yeah. Brady went and pleaded for him to stay on the team, and the man offered up his house. Yeah, with all the alleged stuff against AB, he offered up his house where his wife and child are there. That's how badly, how desperate he is to have AB play. Yeah, well, you know, we've seen the Patriots do it before, though. Edelman can still play out of his mind, and but I That's think a, you go. I'm, I'm just saying, Belichick. He if if Belichick loses a game during the regular season and he sees that team again, either in the playoffs or in the regular season, high high percentage he's gonna win that game. I hate this because I hate the Patriots, but they're so good. They're gonna so this will be the by the playoffs. It'll be the third time the Bills will be playing the Patriots. Yeah, but I think I think we'll see. I think this week will show us a lot. Um, you got the Patriots yeah. going against the Chiefs and the Bills playing the Ravens. I think it'll show you the true colors of both these teams. Yeah, it's a big, uh, it's a big week in the NFL. So who's coming out of the AFC? I think you got to go Ravens at this point. I know I said they're going to lose this week, but I, I think um, their running game, they're sort of going reverse trend yeah. uh, from everybody else in the NFL, just going power run game. Um, yeah. No one seems to have an answer for Lamar Jackson. And uh, and Ingram has been running the ball real strong. Yeah, uh, Hollywood Brown's been picking it up. They've got three three quality tight ends. Yeah. I, I just don't think anyone has a match for them. I think they're getting a lot of credit on their defense based on reputation of the Ravens. I don't True. think it's as strong as years past. They mm-hmm. they do have Earl Thomas this year, but um, but those classic run stopping Ravens defense. I don't think that's what this is this year. Did you watch the Ravens versus 49ers? Yeah, I did. What do you think? Yeah. That was a that could have been a, to a field goal. That definitely could have been a Super Bowl preview. Right, they're three point and, favorites because they were at home, and they won by three. And if it comes down to special teams, Baltimore Ravens have the best kicker maybe in NFL history. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. Yeah, That's he's ninety over ninety percent from from over fifty Golden yards. Golden leg, man. Golden leg. So, I would go with in the AFC. I think people are sleeping on the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is heating up once again. And, the defense is uh, just so bad, though. Their defense is bad. But they are better than last year, which is an improvement, which gives them that chance. I think Mahomes, you know, Hill, Kelsey, Watkins, they're doing their thing. You know, that they, they could come out the AFC, I think, pretty – it's going to be a good run for sure. I have them or the Patriots. As I, I, I'm ruling out the Ravens. I'm not on the Ravens bandwagon. I think they're going to hit the wall, and it's going to be a an abrupt. It's going to be an abrupt postseason for them. It's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I got Lamar Jackson's so young. You know, he's got so much time. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think another another team to watch there would probably be the Texans. Yeah. Deshaun Watson's been really good. Their offensive sure? line is better with. Uh, the addition of Tunzel. Yeah. Uh, they got... JJ Watt is supposed to be back for the playoffs. 
which is ridiculous. Yeah, and they've got and they've got three really good receivers. Yeah. Um, Fuller, Cootie, Hopkins, Stills, yeah. Stills too. Oh yeah, all four. They're four. I like all the receivers. Yeah. Car- uh, Carlos Hyde is holding his own too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Duke Johnson. Them- yeah, Duke Johnson. And they're both good blocking running backs too. Yeah, I think I think the AFC is closer than people think it is. I think people had it as a runaway at the beginning of the year, said NFC is going to be a lot tighter. Um, I'd like to see who comes out of the NFC West for sure. Like I think that's mm-hmm. coming down to the last game of the year, right? Isn't it? Okay, I'll ask you who's coming out of the NFC. Uh it's it's hard to bet against uh it's hard to bet against Russell Wilson. Yeah, I like that. Just with just with what he's able to do with what he has. Um and his young receivers are starting to starting to step up here and he mm-hmm. finds tight ends out of nowhere and makes them stars. Like even this Hollister that they found. Like all of a sudden he's catching touchdowns. Yeah, no kidding. I just feel like he has to do so much. He's almost got to be perfect for them to win, and that's well. And they're still and they're still such a run heavy team, right? Like Chris Carson yeah. still gets twenty runs, twenty rushes a game. Yeah. Um. And uh, their defense isn't what it was, but they still have Bobby Wagner, which is he's a best beast. linebacker in football. Like absolutely. So yeah, I wouldn't bet against um, Russell Wilson. You also have to look at the Saints with Breeze back. They're just yeah. The, I would I was gonna say the Saints because yeah. they're top to bottom. They're 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 probably the next most talented team. I would say roster wise, um, next to Dallas, which is crazy. Right. Um, but the Saints defense is so good. Their offense is deadly. They're cl- starting to click again. Yeah, I, like you can't. You have to give 49ers credit for what they've done. But I don't trust Garoppolo in big games. I know they're I like a run-heavy team. Mm-hmm. Um, but The addition of Sanders has been huge. But but in the playoffs, you need your quarterback to be a star. And yeah. I don't think he's proven that. But their defense yet. is so good. Right? Yeah. 49ers but D is these, so... But these offenses in the NFC, like... These offenses can overpower good defenses on in the playoffs, I think. Um, top to bottom. Like the Saints, Michael Thomas. Like it's ridiculous. Michael Thomas against Rick, Richard Sher, uh, Sherman. I I think you give it to Michael Thomas still. Like yeah. as good as as good as Sherman has been, he's mm-hmm. sort of had a resurgence here with the yeah. 49ers. But but I think you, you match him up with Michael Thomas, you match him up with Devontae Adams. Uh, digs even like like I think once you get to the playoffs all you're facing are top offenses in the NFC yeah no weaknesses really except for the NFC East yeah except the <laughs> NFC East. enough true alright I'm right. sulking enough yeah the Saints if the Saints can get home uh, home field they're they're deadly at home so yeah if they can get that home field, you know, that's going to be tough going forward for the rest of the league. All right, Drew, we're going to jump into some NBA. 
All right. We're going to talk some MVP basketball players in the NBA. All Love right. It. We, you and I have narrowed the top four pretty much. I think everyone yeah, has that. It's a pretty, top four. pretty obvious, yeah. Giannis, LBJ, Luca, Harden. Who's your way too early 2019 2020 NBA MVP, regular season MVP? Well, I'd love to see Luka Doncic win the MVP. He's game in, game out, best player on the floor most nights. Like I know he had a he had a down game yesterday, but but overall, I just think he's uh, sort of. I think he sort of reminds me of a LeBron James. Yeah, that game against LeBron was something else. Yeah. He kind of hit that step back three that kind of looked like how LeBron shoots it um, right in LeBron's yeah. face. Like him and LeBron are sort of redefining the point guard position on yeah. their own. Like you, you match him up against any point guard who's going to be able to stop that. Like they're like freight trains coming down the middle. Yeah, so Luke is kind of a mix of LeBron and James Harden, right? Like obviously he doesn't yeah. have LeBron's uh athleticism but he has that hardens finesse yeah um, which is like better shooting pretty, touch for sure yeah that that step back three in lebron's face it was kind of like um you know that iverson crossing up jordan moment or or uh even kobe fading on jordan that all-star game yeah. it was just like that was something special it's like the next the next the next guy coming up, which is pretty crazy. But even if he doesn't win this year, he's definitely got some in his future. Like this yeah. guy's what twenty years old. Twenty. Yeah, he he came in as a nineteen-year-old. Just, I think he's for the next ten, fifteen years going to be one of the faces of the league. Oh yeah, he's been playing professional basketball since like what fifteen years old. Yeah. And uh, now he's taking it, taking the NBA. He's something amazing. How do the Hawks feel with this trade? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they didn't the get Trey Young's they don't been get, good, but yeah, he's not chopped liver, that's for sure. He's just different, right? He's just different. Yeah. But Luca has the Mavericks in the playoffs right now, in the playoff position, with uh with a pedestrian Kristaps Porzingis, right? Kristaps is gonna get better. Yeah. So their future is bright. Real bright. Yeah, for but, sure. I I like but, the Dallas makeup. For sure. So you're saying not Luca? So who are you saying? I think you got to give it to LeBron at this point. Oof, best okay. record, tied for the best record in the league. Um, yeah, he's he's doing it all. He, I think uh, he said he's he having one of his best years. His words. Averaging almost 11 assists a night, like that's, yeah, it's ridiculous. 17th year in the league, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so you got the brown. Yeah, I'm gonna. So your heart went out to Luca, but you chose LeBron. My heart goes out to Harden. Harden is averaging basically 40 <laughs> points a game. He is like probably one of the most prolific scorers of all time. Yeah, Stephen but yet A. He's, yeah. Stephen A. Just called him best best scorer of the generation. Of the generation, wow! Yeah, that's that's quite the compliment, um, and that I, I, you can definitely argue that um, he has an art of drawing fouls, right? It's an art. 
But yeah. he's not going to win because, you know, I don't think his team is going to finish with the top record. I think they're yeah. going to play the factor of how many wins will add to that uh, MVP selection, which is why I'm going to give it to Giannis, who has gotten better from last year, which is pretty crazy. He's hitting three-pointers now uh, from right from the top of the three-point line, not the sides, not the corners. He's horrible from the corners, but from the top, he's hitting a couple of game, and uh, points per game are up, rebounds, steals, assists. He's yeah. getting better, which is scary. And his shot's getting developed. 56 um, from the field, 56%. That's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. So, and I think, at the end of the day, uh, Bucks have it, have such a... They're in the East, right? So much yeah. easier than the West. So, just and like that, the, they're going to finish with a better record. And the point that you brought up beforehand, like, the guys that he's lost uh, and still yeah. putting up these numbers, like, Brogdon's having a great year in Indiana. Yeah, he's playing amazing. But none of these players are stars. Like Bledsoe's good, Middleton's good, but none of them. You most of these teams that we're talking about have a one-two punch. I don't. I think it's just uh, Giannis there. Yeah, I agree. Middleton even was out for a bunch of games, and they're still stringing off wins. And yeah, uh, yeah it's they're looking good going forward. Okay, so I, I got think, Giannis. Yeah, you got. Oh, go ahead. No, that's good. I like it. Yeah, I got Giannis. You got LBJ. We'll see. Is Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, is he a top MVP caliber potential? Uh, potentially. Obviously, he's not, like, going to win MVP. No, but I think what he's doing, uh, like, where the Raptors are sitting now, losing Kawhi, um, I think him and and, uh, Freddie... Like Daddy Freddy. They've been so good. Uh he's been he's stepped up. He's proven he can be a number one. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's moving in that direction. Still super young too. Like that's true. What is it twenty twenty four, twenty five? Yeah, twenty four I think. I think he's moving in the league. He's definitely getting better. Like like you said, you almost joked he could win the most improved again. Yeah, his uh, stats are what he jumped from year two to three is the same jump right now from three to four. So, yeah, he's definitely moving in that direction, possibility in the future. Not there yet, but I'd say he's cracking the top 10. Yeah, of, I like uh, that. I'd say that. MVP. For sure. I think he, at, by the end of the year, my prediction is that he'll be in the conversation. Maybe not, maybe just outside the top five. But at his peak, it'll be the top five, like fifth. Yeah. Uh, depending we should probably on apologize. Uh, we should probably apologize to Mark Poirier for talking for about the Raptors for so long, though. <laughs> Mark Poirier just doesn't like Canada's team. Well, yeah, just how it goes. That's how it goes. Okay, Drew. Big debate here. Who runs? Who runs LA right now? Clippers, Lakers. Yeah, it it's tough. Like the Lakers have the better record, Clippers yep. have the better home record though. Um by one. By by one. Yeah. They've played more games at True. home. Um I just don't think you can dethrone the Lakers. Like I'd love to say the Clippers because I I don't like the Lakers. 
and then I'm not a huge LeBron fan, even though I just picked him for MVP. Um, but I think it's still the Lakers. Like the purple and gold, you're just not gonna. I don't think you can really dethrone that. Yeah, I think it's always going to be a Lakers town until the Clippers win 17 championships and the Lakers don't win yeah. anymore. Um, but I meant in the terms of who's coming out of the West. LeBron, like in, Lakers, Clippers, and Kawhi. I think coming out of the West, like you mean playoffs-wise or just like number one seed in the West? Um. No, I'm saying playoffs because obviously the Clippers don't care about the regular season. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I I think the Clippers still come out of the West. I think they'll be more Oof. rested. Um, okay. Well, like look at it. Like the Clippers can win games without without Paul George and Kawhi. I think I think they could still like they they proved it. They were a playoff team last year without those two. Um, true. You take you take AD and LeBron off the Lakers, and they're, they're a bottom they're team, yeah. right? So um, I think the Lakers will be more tired getting towards the end of the year because they have to play, um, and they have to play 35 minutes a game, 35, 40 minutes a game. Um, I think the Clippers will be in a better position to win, even if they don't have the first seed. Um, yeah, I, I think... The depth that the Clippers have, like I, I'd take the Clippers' second second group over some of these starters that we see in the West. Still, like I, I think the guys they have coming off the bench with Lou Williams and Montrezl yeah. Harrell, it's just that's a great second group. I love Mo Harkless too. He's yeah. a good pickup. Um, yeah, the Clippers are good, man. Can't can't knock them off. Um, Patrick Beverly's been playing great this year too. To me, it seems like when we first started talking about the season, I thought that it was going to be a little bit more competitive in the sense that there's not going to be one or two teams that are going to dominate the West. I thought Denver, I thought even Utah, Portland. Yeah, I had Utah way higher than what they're looking like. Utah's had a tough stretch as of late. I think they'll put it together and be a tough. They'll be a tough out in the playoffs, but they're not. They might yeah, make it to the second round. Gobert was out for a while there too. Yeah, but to me, it just seems like the Lakers and Clippers are definitely a cut above the rest. Right. Then I think there's Houston right below that, and then I think the rest of those playoff teams that we talk about are below the Houston. Yeah. Uh, but to me, when it comes to playoff time. Like, how do you stop Anthony Davis? How are the Clippers going to stop Anthony Davis? They did game one of the year. But we'll see. We'll see going forward. You know, they're, the chemistry that the Lakers have going forward, they're Rondo's, you know, making a resurgence. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma's finding his own. Avery Bradley's making an impact, right? He's kind of like their, their, uh, their um, Pat Bev. He's out though, isn't he? Is he hurt? No. Oh yeah, Avery Bradley. No, is he hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're running with Caldwell Pope and uh, yeah, Caldwell and Danny Pope's Green. A joke. Yeah, Danny Green's played good as as we would know, but Avery Bradley will be back. He'll be good. The Clippers, yeah, they're they're right there. 
it's just I don't know. I don't know. I don't see. I, I don't see Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah, I I definitely think he's an unstoppable player, but you look at his uh, status for every game. It's game time decision. Like he's hurt all the time. True. And you can't you can't guarantee me. I know you can say the th- same thing about Kawhi, but Kawhi is preparing Even PG himself. too. Right, but they're preparing them. I think they're preparing themselves for the stretch run. And you can say Anthony Davis is doing that, but we've seen this in his career over time. Like you, yeah. you might not be able to count on him even being there. Yeah, it's tough to say. It's tough to say. I see. I, I'm watching Kawhi and I'm watching Paul George, and like Kawhi looks like he's like. Some games he's looking okay, but some games, like, I think last game, uh, whoever they played, he put up, like, 13 points. He looked like he looked like a grandpa out there. You know, he could barely walk. So I don't know what's going on with him either. So yeah. they're going to have – like, how much load management can you really do? Right. Will it work? So we'll see. We'll see, I we guess. We'll see. So you got, uh, you, you got the Clippers coming out. I'm – I'm probably going to stick with the Lakers. I think the combo of uh, Anthony, Anthony Davis and LeBron is just, that's too tough to beat at this point. That's yeah. who we got. Okay, do you have any shout-outs for most improved players this year? And yeah, well, do you have, you have a shout-out and a pick? Uh, well, or I if your at... pick is your shout-out, whatever you want. Yeah, I, I think it's a guy that not many people think about unless you're playing fantasy basketball, but Devontae Graham from the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Amazing. Just coming out of nowhere. Uh, last year, hardly played at all. Averaged, what, five points a game. Uh, this year, he's averaging 19, shooting 41% from the field, 33 minutes a night, Yeah, seven, uh, almost eight assists, four rebounds. I, I think he's uh, he's definitely my pick for most improved player. He's your pick, okay? He's my pick and my shout out because okay. not many people follow the Charlotte Hornets, and I don't blame them. But it's fair. He's been and they've doing actually game been in, game fun out. to watch. They've been like a competitive. They're, oh, yeah. they're so bad, but they're compet- They're playing hard and competitive, like unlike yeah. the New York Knicks, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, they play. They play a fast pace, fast paced game. Terry Rozier. Yeah. yeah, it's been good. I like it. Okay, that's a that's a great pick. Um, my most improved player. I thought you were just. I thought this is already like set in stone. I just assumed that you would also choose Brandon Ingram, who's just murdering it right now. But I guess if you look at the numbers comparatively, Devontae Graham's taken actually a bigger leap. Um, Brandon Ingram, just to me, is just playing lights out. He looks like KD 2.0. He's looking nice. He's finally living up to that. He's now that he's not under the bright lights of LA. He's like, he's playing really well. He's my pick. My shout out goes out to a guy that I really actually don't like is Kelly Oubre Jr. Um, I didn't like him because the Raptors and and Wizards rivalry that was there back in the day. Oubre, uh, Oubre always he was a loudmouth, and I didn't think he earned the respect to to chirp as much as he did. But now in the Suns, whatever he's doing, he's um, it's a little unfair because when they look at most improved player, they're gonna they're gonna look at his like I think he had 
I don't know how many games he had with the Suns last year. I think at 30, maybe in 40 games with the Suns last year. But before his entrance into the Suns, he was basically a, a role, like barely even a role player. Now he's he could be a starter on some teams. He's more than a 3 and D kind of guy. And uh, he's played really good. So that's my shout out to Kelly Oubre Jr., um, who's probably in the conversation for most improved. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I won't yeah. tear apart your pick too much, but it's a dumb You don't pick. like Brandon Ingram? No, I, the Kelly Oubre shout-out, that doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, it does. If you look at look him... At, look at the stats from last year. Okay, that's what I just said. You have to look at it before... Look at the stats from two years ago. Yeah, it's bad. You're looking at a four-point four point a game. But it's not just points. Look at the rest of the body work. I am. Okay. Let's Four points, out. one rebound, one assist. Steals? One, uh, less than one. Still one. Uh, it's point five. Okay, Drew. Fine. <laughs> Kelly Reed Jr. I don't even care because I don't like him. I just thought he's playing well. Drew? Yep. Shed your light on some of the challenges of, of, that have been incorporated into the NFL and into the NBA. Now oh, I'm not that's talking just so about, frustrating. <laughs> not talking about your challenges as a pastor, because pastors don't get any challenges in their lives. Yeah, uh, that's true. But I'm saying, tell me a little bit about the rule changes and the rule additions of the challenges in the NBA and the NFL and why they're frustrating. Well, I don't watch as much basketball as you, but I know in the NFL – these challenge flags for pass interference is just getting ridiculous. Like, yeah, they have to come out with a statement saying what is and what isn't pass interference because they're basically just siding with the ref on all these <laughs> things. And I and I think it's the same. I saw the James Harden play, uh, yeah, from was it last night or two nights ago? The phantom the, dunk. The ball clearly goes through the hoop. Like, there's just no, there's no doubt about it. And uh, yeah, I just don't get it. They and... they didn't even review it. I don't understand. They don't review it. Yeah, is that is it not a review? Like I don't get how that's not a reviewable play. I I think what one of the I guess the referees' explanations was is because it passed. I guess there's a thirty second time limit of asking for a review. And because they were complaining longer than 30 seconds before the review was officially asked for, apparently that was the case. But then players and coaches have said that they asked for reviews, yada, yada, yada. They're actually petitioning to have the last seven minutes and a half played of that game, replayed of that game. Well, because they were up at that point, right? They were up by by They're by 13. And wow. that would have been 15 points, and then they blew the lead, and well, they went to overtime, and then they lost. They went to double overtime. They went to double yeah. overtime. So it's pretty crazy. Um, yes, the NFLs has been ridiculous. I don't know. They've outright said basically they're the the pass interference challenges are. I don't know why they're even there. They're gonna try not to overturn them unless it's egregious just because of that play in the uh, Rams-Saints playoff game last year. 
the NBAs is just there's so many like little rules like that, like the 30 second thing that doesn't make any sense. Why don't they just? I think the idea is for it to not be um, an elongated timeout, so that there's a timeout, then they ask for a review, and then it takes like six, seven minutes altogether of breakage. And well, I, th- so I my- think the breakdown. I think the breakdown happens when, like, this is what I've always thought. Even when baseball was the first, I think, to introduce replay for kind of stuff for this tags on the bases and stuff. And, and I think the problem is, is that the people who are reviewing it know what the call was on the, on the field or on the, or, or on the court. I think the people who do reviews should get it and you should just ask them, is this out or safe? Is this pass interference or this not pass interference? I think the Mm -hmm. fact that they know what it is, they're going to side closer with that. I think it would be more, I think they would be more inclined to make changes if we just took a play. I don't even know how you'd do this, but you'd take the play, have a replay official who doesn't know what the call was and mm-hmm. ask him, what do you think this, is this a pass interference or not? Yeah. I don't know how nice. you enforce that, but I think that, I think you have to. Well, the to way the, that. The way the NBA does it is that they they do know what the call is, but they do send it to New York, and the people in New York decide. So they could right. take away they could take away the what the actual call is on the floor and let them just decide. Um, right, I think that's the way you should do it because when you tell officials are going to side with officials, obviously, and yeah, I would too. Like you don't want to be embarrassed as an official, umpire, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I just think it's ridiculous. I always thought that there's been some egregiously bad bad calls because of it. Yeah. I I don't get I don't know how you can change it in the NFL and then the MLB to save time, but in the NBA they already do it where um let's say a, a three-pointer is um they they're going to review it, but they it could be 2-3 minutes until they make the change because they let the play go on and they just right. go back and see if it's a 2 or a 3. Why couldn't they do that with like a call like this, this dunk that clearly happened? And if they don't want to waste so much time, just okay, go back and actually review it. Just do the little finger wave and and review it during a timeout the next timeout, and you'll clearly see that it was a dunk. Like it would have solved all the problems right there. Yeah. Out of two points, save right. time. So I don't know. I don't know. These. Do you think the challenge play lasts in the NBA longer than this year? I think at last, I think they're going to have to make some tweaks to it, just like yeah. all the other replay replays have made some changes, but it can't stay the way it is. Yeah, it's definitely, there's a lot of problems. The, the ref, the whoever put the implemented rule did say that this is a trial year for this year. They started in the G League last year, um, and this year was still going to be another work in progress kind of year with it. So we'll see what changes. There definitely needs to be changes made for it going forward and it's getting really annoying at every play that a player thinks uh, a play went the wrong way that they're saying review it review it um yeah on my first. they should start reviewing traveling yeah that too oh my goodness like it's it's clearly three steps is the minimum for a layup nowadays yeah it's 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 just ridiculous i don't know drew tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life as a Reverend, sports guy. Well, this week I'm 
this weekend I'm heading out to a camp to lead some worship at a at a retreat. Looking forward to it with Youth for Christ. It's a nice. great organization helping out helping out youth in our our little city of Selkirk and uh yeah. Loving you and to Emil? see Yeah, you and uh, me and my wife and and we're just excited about seeing the impact on uh on kids' lives. I'm still cool. coaching my Midget AA hockey team. Just got my new uh, winter jacket with my nice little Rebels logo on it. I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, Big I just uh, yeah. Does it say coach exciting. on the side? No, it doesn't. But oh, nice. Everyone knows I'm a coach. That's right. What's going on with cool, you? Man. Oh man, this uh, this weekend is a busy weekend. We have our community Christmas dinner in downtown Toronto, where both of our church campuses are invited our communities to join us. And I think we're expecting about like 200 to 250 people to show up in this ballroom and we'll have a big dinner together. Um, so it's going to be fun. We're going to have the bunch of the kids and youth come up for a Christmas song and there's going to be other carols and a big turkey dinner. We're cooking about, I don't know how many turkeys, but a lot of turkeys we're cooking. And um, the rest of it's potluck style, so it should be pretty good. Um, Potluck style in Toronto is fun because you get so many different like nations, like nationalities of food, right? So should be. What are you making? I'm making a turkey. Um, Okay. So I get uh, I get if I if I was gonna bring Malaysian food, um, I would buy it because I can't cook that kind of stuff, and definitely neither can Liana. So you you gotta call Mama Shanran. I'm a Chandran, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, Drew, this has been fun. It has been. It's good to be Why back. Don't, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Um, hopefully, to all our <laughs> to all our listeners out there, um, yeah. hopefully that uh, we're going to continue on and being a little more, putting out more content going forward and and good luck to everyone in their fantasy playoffs this week yes i get i get the first week by so i don't have to worry about it but yes the he's gonna be like the baltimore ravens that's my prediction <laughs> get the bye and have an abrupt ending to his fantasy league <laughs> fantasy playoffs nfl playoffs always sneak up on me yeah so they uh make sure you set your lineups I don't know. Yeah, I, di- I didn't even realize. I went to set my lineup today, and I realized I was on a buy. <laughs> so that was good. There you go. All right. All right, buddy. Peace out, my friend.